Hello, I hope you are well and enjoying the sunshiny, bright weather. I certainly am. Um, I'm very, really very excited to be joined today by WSP, who is one of the world's leading engineering professional services consultancy firms. Their projects include the Shard, Manchester Metrolink and the L London Olympic and Paralympic Route Networks. That is complete mouthful. Um, WSP has been advertising on Gradcracker for the last five years, um, meaning that they're obviously part of the five-year club. And they also advertise their undergraduate placement um, and internship and graduate opportunities with us. We've got a really close relationship with WSP, having been to their offices in Leeds. Oh, wait, for just said these Leeds, Leeds. We're leaving. <laughs> and having an insight day at their Birmingham office as well. So I'm really, really looking forward to introducing them all to you today. Um, so let's find out a little bit more about WSP, their recruitment plans and what the grads get up to and meet the panel. Firstly, I would like to introduce you to a fellow northerner, Mel Clark. I'm going to, I'm going to I normally say Clark, but I can just imagine people saying, what's that called? So Mel is the recruitment and development manager at WSP. <laughs> So Mel, could you give us an overview to who WSP is? Yeah, hi Carla, and firstly thank you for allowing us to take part in the webinar series, it's really great to be able to tell you some more about WSP. Awesome. I'm sure there'll be many people listening who already know lots about us and, and probably many listeners who have never heard of WSP before. So as you mentioned, we're a global professional services engineering consultancy, we operate across the built and natural environment. Mm -hmm. And we provide engineering and design services across a variety of sectors, so transport and infrastructure, property and buildings, environment, power and energy, resources and industry. Um, and we also provide planning and advisory services as well. So um, we have 54,000 people around the world contributing to all of that success. And our recruitment is from a wide range of backgrounds from engineers, advisors, technicians, scientists, planners, surveyors, environmental specialists, um, and construction management professionals as well. I always find, because we do all of that and we're so large, I find it really hard to, to talk about WSP and all the things we do and co cover all of that off. Um, I think the thing for me that, that makes us stand out is our commitment in bringing all of those people together to design programs that are ready for the future as well as today. Um, our Future Ready program lets us see the future more clearly and, and design for a future that we know will bring challenges that are very different to those that, that we're facing at the moment so I'm really proud to be part of the organization I'm sure that will come through as we talk more um, on this session um, but we're, we're all working together to deliver a sustainable prosperous and resilient society for the future I think that's the, the key thing that I'd say about our organization. Thank you Mel and how long so just to just describe to everybody about how um, long you've been at WSP and what is your current role so what, what do you do on a daily basis? Yep, so um, I have been with WSP, I'm just coming up to 12 years, which um, has gone very, very quickly. But in that period of time, I've had a variety of different roles in the organisation. Um, at the moment, I'm the Recruitment and Development Manager for Early Careers across the UK. So that means that I'm responsible for the team that bring in all of our placement students, internships, apprentices and graduates into the organisation. And I also have overall responsibility for the development programmes that um, support their development journey once they've joined us as well. Yeah. And what does the graduate journey look like? So are there, are there graduate programmes at WSP? How long do they last? Just um, tell the students a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, so we have a graduate development programme that's applicable to all of the kinds of roles that we take. So from that list of specialisms that I mentioned, um, all graduates joining us would go on to a graduate development programme. And mm -hmm. it has two main threads to it. So there's the corporate development, which would be applicable to everybody on that programme. So that would be some of the more generic skills like commercial skills, dealing with clients, presentation skills, for example. And mm -hmm. then there's also a stream of uh, technical training, which would be more relevant to each of those different areas that I mentioned. And then and finally, we do say also an individual stream. So you would look at professional development, growing your own networks, etc. So those three main elements make up the programme and that lasts for two years. And you will accept send students into all of the programmes that you um, offer and advertise on Gradcracker? Do what? Sorry, what's the start of that question? I just said, do you, you accept STEM students to all of the graduate programmes that you um, have on offer? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you mentioned, Mel, just one last question. You mentioned about um, placements and internships. Are they interchangeable or do you have summer internships, year-long placements? What's an offer from, for, from an undergraduate point of view? Yeah, so um, I tend to use the term placements and internships interchangeably just because it tends to be used very differently by universities, employers, etc. So I, I kind of use both at the same time. Um, but for us, we have a regular scheme of summer placement opportunities. And then usually anybody that's been in on a summer placement, if they then stay connected with us and require a year in industry as part of their course, we would also offer that as well. We yeah. do sometimes take year in industry students, even if they haven't been with us on summer placement previously. We, we have both of those, those programmes in place. But usually if you've been with us on placement, we like to keep in touch with you and maybe bring you back into a different part of the business or, or similar. So, um, so, yeah, we have all of those programmes in place. And then you bring the interns, some of the placement students back as graduates as well, if they perform well? Yep, yeah, usually. So if they've done really well on their placements, um, we have a scholarship scheme in place. So we would then um, draw up a scholarship agreement. They would um, stay in contact with us. We would provide a bursary for part of their studies and um, and then ultimately try to match them to a graduate position at the end of that as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's well worth, I know Jess is going to say this, but it's well worth doing an internship placement interchangeable. And then, you know, you can come back as a, a year long student and then as a graduate. So make sure um, that you keep in tune um, with WSP, follow them on Gradcracker, because I know you're not currently open to your placement um, positions at the moment, but follow them so that when they do open in the autumn, um, you'll be alerted straight away, then you can get your applications in. Um, I mentioned Mel before about is it, is it autumn? Are you going to be out in September, October time? Yeah, that's absolutely right. So you on the hub at the moment, we've got live graduate development programme opportunities yeah. still for September this year. And mm -hmm. then we'll open in the autumn for the summer for next year and also then September 2022 intake as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Mel. And like Mel just said, WSP has got 11 opportunities currently open on Gradcracker. So make sure you know you watch this webinar and then go back and apply to their opportunities after we have finished. So what I'm going to do now is move on to meeting the grads, which I'm very excited about. Um, so Georgina, I'm going to start with you. Could you just introduce yourself to the audience, where you went to university and what did you study? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Georgina. Um, I studied um, mechanical engineering, a master's at University of Nottingham. Yeah. But, um, I did a sustainability stream along with that, which basically just meant that in the final years of my study, I had more restricted modules. So they're more focused on sustainability and green infrastructure. And um, at WSP, um, I'm a graduate engineer and within the industry team and the oil and gas team. And what, what made you decide to specialise in that specific area then, Georgina? What made you want to, you know, really focus mm -hmm. on sustainability? Um, with, at Nottingham, um, it allowed me to 
better access to different modules, some more elect- um, electronic modules. And it also just gave me a way of signing out on applications. So if I was going for sustainability sort of style role, it sort of made it clear, yes, she wants to do that. She did it at university, like she wanted to do that just to give it's better to stand out. Brilliant. Thank you. And then we're going to learn a bit more about your role and your team a little bit later on. Um, so thank you very much, Ruben. I'm going to move on to you. So same question, where you went to university and what did you study? Hi, everyone. I'm Ruben. I went to the University of Liverpool. Uh, and while I was there, I got my master's in mechanical engineering, um, focusing mainly on automotive engineering, so cars and things like that. So you know what I'm going to ask you, Ruben. So focusing on cars, automotive, why WSP? Uh, well, I feel like it kind of gave me a glimpse of, it allowed me to get very technical. So then I wanted to progress into something that had technical aspects with it. Um, and for me, that the closest thing was rail, which is where I ended up in WSP on the track team as an engineer. Um, so that's kind of how I went from one to the other. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It's, it's still moving. It's <laughs> just not a character. Basically the same thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my knowledge. Uh, thanks, Ruben. So, um, Abigail, on to you. Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Abigail, um, as was said, and I went to University of Birmingham to do Masters in Mechanical Engineering as well. Um, I didn't specialise in anything, um, just a general kind of engineering degree. But my, my final year project um, was actually healthcare based because um, I guess that's where my interests are more aligned to. So uh, did you say healthcare based? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Medical, um, medical engineering. Oh, fantastic. So yeah. what made you, what made you um, specialise in that area and, and then move to WSP? Is, is there any link or was it just something completely different? Um, yeah, I did find out when I was doing my research on WSP that they um, have been involved in a lot of uh, healthcare institutions across yeah. the world, not just in the UK. So I was really interested and that um, caught my eye, actually. So, yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Abigail. I'm going to go on to Julia, you know. So which where did you go to uni and what did you study? So, hi, everyone. My name is Julia. I went to the University of Glasgow, where I studied M and civil engineering with architecture. Perfect, and that and that fits perfectly with WSP. I don't, <laughs> I don't, need, I don't need to ask any more about that. And then, <laughs> um, thank you very much, Julia and Adam. We're going to finish with you. Hey, I'm Adam. Um, I went to Imperial College and got a master's in civil engineering and graduated last year. Fantastic. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, Mel, just to come back to you, just for a quick question. You mentioned at the beginning um, that WSP is obviously worldwide. Can the graduates um, or do the graduates and interns get to travel internationally as part of the graduate programme? So it's not a um, defined part of the programme. So it's not there are no specific placements or rotations internationally as part of the programme itself. Most of the international work that our graduates do is is project related and project driven. So we have had quite a lot of graduates go on secondments internationally, um, certainly not over the last 12 months, but before that, um, where they would um, where we have a project requirement that that needs in on site in person provision so um so there is, there are opportunities to work on projects and we do work on quite a lot of international work from within the uk as well so um there are opportunities to to be part of that but it is very much project driven 
Yeah. Wow, sounds fascinating. Um, what I'm going to do now then is, is just link back to Gradcracker slightly. So all of the grads who are on the webinar today used Gradcracker whilst researching and applying to opportunities. But I'm going to direct this question out to Georgina and Ruben. Um, so specifically, what stood out about WSP um, to you and what made you apply to them? So Georgina, I'm just going to start with you for that one. Yeah, um, so when I was like, obviously everyone on Gradcracker, the employers have their own hub. And when I was um, reading about WSP, the future ready, which Mel sort of alluded to earlier, um, really stood out to me because obviously um, focusing on sustainability, so looking at new technologies. And um, when I was at uni, sort of, I took a year in between. Um, I didn't apply to after I graduated. So when I applied this time around, I had a bit more idea what I wanted to do, but I wasn't totally sure. Yeah. But when I started reading the roles about WSP, it sort of was the job that I sort of envisioned for myself without knowing the job existed, if that makes sense. And um, but then also the the like um, graduate profiles was really helpful to sort of envision what day to day life would be. And then also um, just hearing about the, the range of projects was really good because I did a placement year, not at w WSP, but um, at a in Billapool, just a random engineering company, really. Mm -hmm. And I realised that I didn't want to. I wanted consultancy because I'd wanted the range of projects to keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think that is what's so interesting about consultancy. You know, one minute you could be working on one project mm -hmm. that's completely different to something else. And do you, as part of, I'm going to ask probably the question that Jess is going to ask you later on, but as part of your role, are you involved in the projects from conception all the way through to them, you know, be finishing, up, mm -hmm. finishing the projects as well? Um, it can vary. It depends. Obviously, um, one project I worked on, I've gone from first kickoff meeting to submitting the report and other meetings is um, you can work on multiple projects at the same time. So sometimes it'll just be, can you do this little part? So you're just working on a little part, like just to help other people in your team. But um, it depends on the client, I think. But most of the time, you could, when you're on it initially, you see all the way through. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Georgina. I'm going to go on to you now, Ruben. So what initially attracted you to um, WSP when you were doing your research on Gradcracker? Well, so I, at least me personally, I found that when I finished my degree, I knew I wanted to do engineering, but I didn't really know where I wanted to focus up, where I wanted to um, really like start and end my career. I just knew I wanted to do engineering. Mm -hmm. um, so the main advantage of WSP is that they really push you to try a range of different things. So I've only been at the company since October and I've already done a stint in PM. I'm now starting a stint in track. Um, and there's all these sectors that Mel was talking about earlier, like energy, rail, highways, things like that. And you can, you do get a chance if you want to, to, to have a go at more than one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was just by far the best way for me to end up doing a job long term that I was actually really passionate about. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the hub as well, um, and I mean, Mel was talking about this before, but the hub is full of information about things like that. So like Georgina alluded to, um, the, the sustainability page or the projects that WSP has been working on as well. Exactly, um, yeah. It does really give you an insight about everything that you can do um, if you um, join WSP. Um, I know Abigail, when we've spoken previously, <laughs> I think it was Jess who said, oh, you know, watch the webinar so you've got a good idea about what they're all about. Yeah. And Abigail Bess was like, yeah, I've already seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you started watching one and then you started watching another and another and another. Yeah, spiraled. 
yeah it spiraled out of control. <laughs> um, so what what is it about these webinars you know just put yourself in the place of the student behind the scenes here watching this webinar what why did you find them beneficial and what advice would you give to students who are, are thinking of applying to WSP Okay, so like two reasons really. I think the first one was that I really like the layout of the webinars. It's, I haven't seen anything like it in terms of how they're like broken down into the segments, um, depending on which question was asked at what time. Yeah. Um, and that really helps. I feel like it helps the person watching to like cater their own experience in terms of how, what, com- what companies they're um, interested in and what they want to know from each company. So I mean, obviously, watch all of WSPs on <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just for catering, catering each um, student's needs, I feel like you, you can tell the effort they put in to give as much information as possible and as accessible as possible. And then yeah. co- content-wise, um, I was impressed by like how authentic it was. It didn't feel like a marketing tool, you know, something to just, you know, put companies on bright lights. It was like things I could actually relate to, which shows that, you know, they're saying the right thing. They're saying the things that people really want to hear um, as students. So I'll definitely say, watch as many of those webinars as you can obviously do your wider research but maybe Mm -hmm. you can start off with one of these webinars then go off and do more research or maybe vice versa you come to this as like the last resort resort if you want to apply to the company at the end that would be my advice Brilliant. Thank you very much. I promise we didn't pay Abigail to say. Email and Jess, we know we, there was no payment made to Abigail. Um, and I think I think just, just on that, your feedback is is really welcome to us. You know, everybody out there who's watching these webinars. Me and Jess have got another two to go before we start again in the autumn. And um we, we really want to know what you feel and, and how you think they've gone um over the past over the past year and um, so feel free mine and Jess's contact details are on grad cracker so let us know any feedback and then we can look into things for the next season but thank you very much everybody Jessica current roles let's talk about what's going on shall we I said you're actually like roles roles excuse me so can you can I'll start with you Georgia my love can you tell us a bit about your role the team that you're in everything starting with you um so I'm in the industry team but the core team I'm with but I talk to every day I work for every day is the oil and gas team which does sound very um like fossil fuels like coal blah 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 but um it's actually a lot more than that so um like I've worked in such a range of projects like some of them are gas pipelines but they're more about updating them for the future so obviously future ready stuff so how would hydrogen work through them and stuff like that and then also um, like decarbonisation comes up literally every day, like when you're working yeah. with stuff. But um, so I'm the obviously graduate engineer in the team. I'm the only one at the moment, but um, there's bound to be more in September. But um, so just help everyone out and um, join on projects, which I'm sort of interested in and just sort of learn as I'm going. And how many people are in your team, Georgia? Is it a big group? Um, there's... Well, create a count in my head. Uh, there's like eight of us. Um, it's quite a range of um ages and like seniority. So, um, have my line manager and he has his line manager in the team. Um, it's quite a, what I was quite surprised when I joined the team is actually quite um mixed. It's it's quite fifty fifty like men and women, which was quite surprising when you think of engineering. You don't always think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's we're all based in Manchester office, which is where I'm right now. This isn't a 
fake background um, <laughs> it's actually office so um we're all based here so we'll sort of interact as much as you can yeah. I'm glad you touched upon the oil and gas thing. So, the, you know, sometimes I think the, the industry does has a bit of a stigma around mm. it. Um, now that you're actually working in that kind of sector a little bit more, mm-hmm. I'm guessing working with companies that, you know, do mm-hmm. solidly work within the industry, you know, we're going to be using oil and gas for still quite a long time. Mm. Yeah. So what's your thoughts now that you're working in that industry a little bit more? What's your thoughts on the kind of future of the, the sector? Um, I think the future like is sort of happening right now if that makes sense like I think it's quite an exciting time to join oil and gas because like right on the cuffs of like the transition between because yeah. everyone wants wants to move on to the next thing it's just it's a big step next on it's a lot of it's to do with obviously money and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um, everyone's like super hyper aware that obviously climate change CO2 emissions like that is the big goal like all the time sure but um it's sort of just new new things always like really happening at the moment so it's quite an exciting time to be and like the stuff that I sort of learned in university about like oh this could be the future is like we're doing it right now which is quite interesting yeah which I think it's quicker than people think yeah Yeah. definitely um so Ruben coming on to you next um similar question so as you've mentioned a bit about your, your job role working on track and things like that but what's your team looking like what's the work environment I can see you obviously at home at the moment yeah, uh, yeah but, you know, how often are you in the <laughs> office thank god you blurred your, your background <laughs> um yeah well I'm kind of in an interesting transition at the minute between PM and track so I'm kind of in the middle of doing both which is a basically a promotion without extra pay I think is the way to put okay. it no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm splitting my time and I'll gradually end up doing complete track and then not like leaving me my PM until until the future who knows um well, Ruben, just quick thing PM project management thank you thank you sorry about that um so the two teams are both quite small both like eight people like Georgina was saying and they're, they're both quite young, which is really nice for me as an employee, uh, being able to like call people that are similar ages to me. It's not just people that are like, a bit older. Um, there are people that are older that I can learn from and kind of take on the role of, of, of a mentor. But there's also enough people my age that I actually have a really good uh, working relationship with a lot of them. Brilliant. So you feel as though you can go to them, ask questions and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. They're all really helpful. Um and there's obviously lots of formal like mentoring as well at WSP yeah. with like the informal stuff that's going on. So that's really helpful. And how is it working with you then and uh, being in the office? So are you in the office much? Are you doing complete full re- remote working? So I'm doing full remote working in a minute, but that's more uh, my choice. If I want to go in for, for the odd day, I can. I, I think next week I'm going to start going in because I've been uh, I'm helping with a tender at the minute, which is the process that WSP go through to get new work um, with clients, which yeah. is very exciting, very, very like grateful to have that opportunity. Um, and that's one of these jobs which is just way easier to do in person. You can brainstorm together and really uh, pick each other's brains. So I'll start going in next week, I think. And that's working in your, your eight people team, person yes. team. Yeah, fabulous. That's good. Um, so in terms can I ask Ruben just one question? Because I think um, Ruben, from a student point of view, looking in, um, there might be some apprehensions about you know previously working from home and then going back into the office and, and everything like that. That you know that transition that you mentioned about your role as a transition about 
working from home to going back in the office. So how are you um, preparing for that? Are you, are you being supported in, in any way? How are you getting ready to go back in? Yeah, well, so I've had the same line manager the whole time, um, mm. which has been really useful because it's meant that I've had someone continuously with me throughout both my roles. That hasn't changed. So that's been something that's remained constant. Um, and he's always been like very up for trying whatever I want to do. He's like, whatever, wherever it is, I'll try and put your ideas to paper. If you want to go into project management, if you want to go to track, I'll try and sort that out for you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's happy to meet me in the office as well. So it's always just nice to have that friendly face, isn't it? That yeah. he's, like, he's prepared to go the extra mile to make sure that I'm comfortable. Uh, and also, like, whether that's in the home or in the office. So that's been really, really useful. And what office will you be going into when you do go back in next week? I'll be going into Manchester. Manchester. Cool. Thanks, Ruben. I don't have any chance for Manchester. I'm definitely more. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a bit wordy, wouldn't it? Manchester, Manchester, Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, don't. I'll start singing the songs. Yeah. I've got them in my head. Marching <laughs> on together. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, distraction. Um, Ruben, just another thing. Um, so when you when you say in track, just to clarify for anyone that doesn't know, that literally just means obviously the tracks that are already out there working. Are you developing new stuff? Good question. So you, you're doing a mixture of both. So two projects I've worked on so far. One is a, a very large scale um, electrification and decarbonation project in Scotland. So that is completely adding new lines, replacing old bridges that were, or modifying old bridges that were built in like the year 1800, putting electrical cables up. So that's quite a large scale project. Then the other end of the spectrum, you get what we're doing now, which is fixing track that has maybe become a bit dated or a bit worn over time. Um, So that is just replacing or renewing what's already been there. Do you know, it's funny, isn't it? Because even, you know, well, before COVID, you know, being using the railway as much as I did, traveling around the country, mm-hmm. I never always, you know, kind of associated WSP with with the with the rail work. How big is that kind of industry that you know, well, not the industry, sorry, but the, the team working on the railway kind of work? Oh, well, the, the rail team at WSP is at it's one of the largest sectors, isn't it, Mel? Is it? Um, but there's, there's all sorts. So I'm just in the track, but there's a whole team doing civils and stations and uh, the electrification of it. So there's there's a massive team that come together to, to, to do the job. Um, this Scottish project I'm working on, I think there's something like, I don't even want to hazard a guess, but there's, there's a lot of people in the call, maybe about 80 team members. Um, and that's just one of the many projects that Manchester are doing, let alone Birmingham and London and all these other rail destinations in the, in the country. Interesting, interesting. Abigail, coming to you now, tell me everything that we all need to know about your job and life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, what was that? Starting at the top. Yeah, that's literally what I was about to do. I was literally (laughs) about to break it down. So I think Mel mentioned um, at at the beginning about the business sectors. So Mm -hmm. the sector I'm in is in property and buildings. Mm -hmm. And then um, under that, um, I'm in the building services team. And then within that, there, there is a range of teams. I'm in the MEP team. MEP stands for Mechanical, Electrical and Public Health. Right. Um, and then within that, there's split teams again because there's, so there's so many people um, within there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so within that, I'm in team six, which deals with a residential projects. So that's currently where I'm at, but I can move around to different teams within the MEP 
um, yeah. subdivision, um, basically. So, <clears throat> sorry, within so within uh, the MEP team, I'm a mechanical um, engineer, yes, already. Um, and then in terms of what I do, um, I basically help um, other engineers, including electrical and public health, to uh, facilitate and provide or certain and design to an extent um, mechanical services. So that includes heating, ventilation, air conditioning, um, smoke ventilation as well. Yeah. Um, and then that's alongside electrical sort of things, so lighting and communication, Wi-Fi, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then public health, you've got mainly anything to do with water within a building, um, public health deal with. And I want to directly um, working with those things, but obviously all three of those things <clears throat> need to work together in order to provide services for a building. And in my case, residential building. So, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So, so are you servicing um, current buildings or is this as new developments are going through or is it <laughs> yeah. ever? Uh, yeah, similar, similar to what Ruben said. <clears throat> Ooh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> similar, to what, <laughs> similar to what Ruben said, it's a mixture of new developments um, yeah. as well as existing developments that are being um, renovated yeah. um, and then upkeep of existing like developments or properties some of it very confidential talking about somewhere that everyone knows in central london sort of thing ah, okay. yeah continuous up upgrades of um, certain buildings as well so, yeah um what would you say your bi biggest challenge at the moment is you know say like a particular project you know is it <clears throat> i don't know i don't, don't even know mm -hmm. any examples um no. i think my biggest challenge is probably uh could I say an admin type challenge? So I actually started this role in January, okay. Um, which means I haven't been with my team. I haven't seen my team face to face. Not every member of the team face to face um, for yeah. the past what looking at four months now. Yeah. Uh, so the biggest challenge right now is being in the new team, a completely new um, environment, and mm -hmm. where 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 you would be in a new team, and you can sort of ask someone on the side of you like, well, how do you do this, or can you just explain yeah. this to me, or that you can overhear people's conversations and maybe just get involved in them just to like you know um you can't really do that if you're working working from home I literally have to call someone just to literally ask maybe one one minute question yeah. um, and that obviously might feel like I'm pestering but obviously they encourage people to use to do that but um yeah not having that intuitive mm. and like collab, collab that natural collab collaboration um mm. within a team is probably our biggest challenge yeah I know what you mean. It is quite like that, isn't it? Sometimes, you know, I know it's like that at work. And you think mm. you, you want to ring someone, ask a question, and then you know it's like 10 minutes later because you've done all the nice teas and you've done this and you've done that. And like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but no, at least it, it kind of forces you, I guess, to, you know, make that call and have that call. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's very good. good. I also am naturally quite an introvert, so it really forces me to, yeah. you know, get out there and ask someone if I need something. I've become less shy, I would say doing it this way than I would yeah. otherwise so that's it yeah there's positives and negatives I guess. Pros and cons, pros and cons. Yeah, pros. Um, Julia coming to you next my love same question really so what's life looking like for you at WSP? So currently I'm a graduate bridge engineer which is yeah. within the civil bridges grant uh -huh. which is within transport and infrastructure yeah and I have worked on quite a few bridge assessments uh, also principal bridge inspections so right. where you go off to side and you look at a structure and decide what condition it is in. Right. And also I've been doing some design work on developing some rail infrastructure as well. Okay, so quite yeah. a mix then. 
yeah, a little bit. Then watch the fair rail or the infrastructure like bridge side. Um, I'm developing bridges and like returning walls, things like that for the rail project that Ruben mentioned, actually, the okay. one in Scotland. So quite local to me working in Glasgow. Yeah. And okay. yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoy both. I enjoy going out to side for principal bridge inspections, but also just working uh, more stationary and just doing some design work. So both are pretty good I enjoy both <laughs> brilliant and then in terms of your team then is it a similar size is it eight people in your team or is it bigger smaller it's a little bit larger I think we have like 25 22 people I think yeah uh, it's constantly growing because we just had uh, another person joined the other week okay uh, it's it's really nice it's uh, lots of uh, graduates as well within okay. the team so it's nice because uh, we can bond over the same troubles sometimes, um, yeah. <laughs> like with design stuff or not being quite sure about some things. But yeah. you can always reach out for help, which is good. So you, have you got a mentor as well then, Julia? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a line manager, uh, which is brilliant, answers yeah. all my questions, no matter <laughs> what they are. <laughs> so it, it's really great, honestly. Good. And, and are you, in terms of working in the office, I'm guessing, are you doing that uh, flexible at the moment or are you working remotely? So currently I'm working from home, but okay. I might go to the office uh, at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, I know that quite a few people were going now, so it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, brilliant yeah. stuff. And Adam, coming to you finally, um, just same question again. What What's your um, kind of current team and roles looking like at WSP? Yeah, so after graduating, I moved up to Manchester um, and I've joined the, the transport planning team. Mm -hmm. um, and so that involves early stage planning works, developing transport strategies for, for local authorities or like identifying issues or improvement schemes in the in the um, in the transport network, um, and then doing some like more initial and concept design work about specific transport schemes once we've decided what we'd like to to improve in a network. Okay, so does your work kind of cross over with Ruben's at all, or is it completely different? Does your teams kind of liaise with his or? Um, I think there is some sort of uh, some some connection there. I know some of the the people in my team are working on rail projects. HS2 is a big example that a lot of people are working on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a, a huge amount of, of public transport um, infrastructure and network planning. Yeah. Um, and also, of, of course, all the you know road networks road networks across the UK. Um, and then there's also some um, interfacing with with a development planning team. And they're doing similar things, but typically on on um, on private development. So like, um, you know, any road infrastructure for a retail park or a hotel or, or anything like that um, that will require any sort of, of transport infrastructure and planning um, will um, interact with quite a lot. Ah, very interesting. And what current project are you working on at the moment? Whereabouts in the UK is that? So I'm in the Manchester office. Yep. Um, but work is very much not necessarily local to to where you are. So a lot of work that I'm doing at the moment is in Lincolnshire. Okay. Um, and I'm about to start um, quite a big project looking at the um, transport strategies for uh, Sleaford and Boston uh, and Lincoln. So so specific towns within Lincolnshire. 
um, and that's forms a lot of my work at the moment. There's a, a slight focus towards this area of the UK, but the, you know, I've done stuff in, in uh, you know, like I said, in, in, um, in Lincolnshire, in Morecambe, um, in the Wirral, near Liverpool, yeah. so all over the place really. So when that project starts then in Lincoln, will be will you be travelling across, I know it's obviously not too far from Manchester, but will you be travelling to go and see those projects kind of take place? And, and well, it's, but it's the, the nature of our work is, is very kind of early on in the, um, in the process. Okay. So we're planning for, for things that might happen in 10 or 15 years' time. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, there are projects that, that, that do happen as we're, you know, we work on them and they, um, they take place and get constructed. And then there's an aspect of our work, which is um, evaluating to see the, the um, work that we've done and the, the um, schemes that we put in place are performing as expected. Um, so we're involved um, all along the, the kind of lifespan of a project, but a lot of the work is very much focused near the start um, of, the, of the planning procedure. Right, I see, very interesting. Well, thanks, guys. I think now the audience will be wanting to get their applications in start applying to WSP because your story sounds really quite amazing. So, Mel, I'm going to come over to you now. Um, so from your point of view, specifically thinking about WSP, you know, what your graduates and undergraduates do, what, in your mind, makes a good candidate? You know, what are you looking for specifically? I mean, yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, there's probably two aspects to to that. I think the first one is that your initial application is your your first chance to make a really good impression. So um, in the initial application review, we're, we're looking for candidates who have really demonstrated that they're interested in WSP and they might have researched our projects, looked at our values or other publicly available information about WSP. Um, but the important thing for me with that is that it's not just finding out that information, but also explaining to us in their application why that information is of interest and how does what they found out about WSP spark their interest what what have they found out and how does that relate to their own plans and ambitions for the future so I think connecting their research and interest in initial application really makes a, a good application it makes an application stand out um, and then I think beyond that a good initial application we're looking for people who who really want to be involved in, in some of the challenges that actually I mean we've, we've got multidisciplinary representation on this this call and um, and they're all working on some of the biggest challenges that society has ever faced really at, at the moment and we're looking for people that really want to to be keen to get involved in those and that means that they need to be future focused uh, they need to be confident in communicating innovative ideas um, we also know that in order to take on a lot of those challenges, we may need to analyse lots of data and information and, and effectively communicate that to colleagues, clients, other stakeholders. Um, therefore, I think the ability to work with large, large amounts of information and, and having excellent communication skills are also really essential for roles at WSP. And I know, Mel, I've worked with you for many, many years now. Um, and one of your pet hits is copy and pasting from um, the WSP hub or website. Do not do that. Mel will look at it. She can sniff out a copy and paste job anywhere. Um, and part of your role, um, Mel, is the is it personal brand and CV sessions that you, you hold as well. Tell me a little bit more about the training and advice that you would give a student who is thinking about applying to WSP. What's not to do? Yeah, I think that's um, 
I suppose maybe I, I probably take a slightly different angle on it if that's okay and probably oh, lean can. on the what to do um yeah, but I'd probably, I'd probably pick up on a couple of those frustrating <laughs> things as well um but yeah absolutely in the CBM brand sessions um my, my main piece of advice really for personal branding is to really look at yourself in more detail and think about both what you have to offer and also what you want from that process as well and I think if you can do that you'll focus much more on yourself rather than focusing on what you think employers might want to hear mm-hmm. um and that'll pull out much more about your unique strengths so that, that sounds very generic so a bit more detailed advice on that might be asking yourself questions like what do people come to me for what do they ask my advice on and that might not be in a work environment because you might not have that experience yet it might be your friends are you are you the person in your friendship group that they can trust has done all the in-depth research and has all the details or are you the person that will offer sympathy no matter what the circumstances or you know perhaps you're the person that'll be brutally honest what, whatever that might be we all know that within our friendship groups and the people that we surround ourselves with everybody has different unique strengths so think about what yours are um another way to spot those is when you think about times where the day has gone really quickly or maybe at university i'm sure i have experienced this personally some of the modules you're doing will drag and be (laughs) feel really quite boring and go quite slowly and other sessions will go really really quickly and those instances where the time goes really quickly is normally because you're either playing to your strengths or you're enjoying that subject yeah. area or topic so try and focus in on those to to think about your unique strengths mm-hmm. um and I guess that ties into what you said about frustration so I've, I've been working in graduate recruitment for probably seven years now I, I, I wouldn't like to estimate how many times I've seen a phrase like I'm an excellent team player but also work really well on my own initiative in an application and there's nothing wrong with that as such you you might be questioning and saying well I've got that on my CV everybody says you've got to talk about being great in a team and that's absolutely right but because you're not providing any evidence behind that it doesn't really add anything to your application so I think instead of quoting generic statements really think about your strengths as I've just just given you a bit of advice on how to identify them but then also talk about how you've shown them so it might be that you are a really good strong team player that might be the strength that you have when you think about it so then you might say something more like as captain of my local netball team I'm responsible for ensuring the team all works well together I have learned to understand different personalities in the team and adapt my approach to create an environment for team success or if you don't have a sports example (laughs) sports are usually generally very good but Keep going. <laughs> I'm um, writing this down. It sounds I'm going to start copying this. Um, not everybody's got sports examples, though. I mean, that's the easy one yeah. to to, to yeah. tackle. But maybe not. You know, not everybody's into sports. So you might think of. Um, Having participated in four team activities at university, I've demonstrated skills in organisation and I usually take the role of having responsibility for keeping track of the progress and and ensuring the brief was met. And those activities have played a really key part in the success of of the team. So think about what role you take and where you've got got examples of doing that would be be my advice. And you did say, Carla, about the website and and (laughs) copying and pasting. Um, You might think that recruiters might not notice the generic statements you put in your application for every company but but we do um and it's unlikely that that would mean your application would be rejected but on the flip side in a competitive recruitment market it's also going to mean it doesn't stand out um so I think and especially if you've taken the time to go to the website and find that in the first place and do your research that's great you've done that but you really just need to convert that into why that's important to you and and what it is of that that's interest of interest because telling me that 
WSP is a global professional services engineering consultancy it is not that much use to me because I already work here and I know that <laughs> what I want to know is why why is that of interest to you what is it about WSP that's standing out yeah I really love that actually I've not I haven't heard that before about the social think about your social groups and how people identify with you in your social groups I think that's something that's um a really good idea I'm just thinking about me and you just now little oh, no, I was asking I I I like I have a breakdown if Carla feels like a little bit ill <laughs> in the office I'm like oh no the whole world's gonna fall apart right. Carla's not here she's not feeling very well <laughs> I've to Carla about everything absolutely everything just think about us too then but yeah really good advice and use examples like Mel just said and um, there's plenty of examples out there that you can use when you put your application in and obviously you know part of this school sorry just want to keep on what Mel was saying though but I do think that you ever you know listen you know Abigail touched upon these this with this webinar and it'd be cut up into snippets listen back to what Mel has just said I know we're being silly but you know sometimes it does sound really obvious what you're saying but you know and I always say when I'm speaking to students, you know, things like spelling mistakes, things like this, things like that. And you think, oh, it sounds like really obvious stuff. But I know when it comes to it, sometimes you can panic and you can fall into those kind of traps where you are just thinking, I don't really know what to write, but I want to show off that I've done my research. But you've got to go a little bit deeper than that, haven't you? And you've got to start, you know, be empathetic. Think about the, you know, think about the males. Think about, you know, the person that's going to be reading yeah. the application and think, what can I do to make sure that I'm standing out? Because again, just like what Mel says, it's a competitive market. There's a lot of people out there that are applying to these roles. So what can you do to make sure your application stands out? And also the only thing I just add one extra thing onto that is I don't say any of that without the acknowledgement that it takes time and you're yeah. studying and you have really heavy schedules and exams and coursework and all of those things. So that doesn't come without any acknowledgement. I'm not sat here going WSP is so amazing that you need to spend hours and hours and hours. But what I am saying is maybe think about uh, taking that advice. The, the personal branding bit and thinking about yourself is applicable to any of your applications yeah. so that's not company specific and then on the company specific research bit then perhaps maybe draw up a list of the companies that you are the most interested in prioritize mm -hmm. that list and work out your times and the amount of time you're going to spend on your applications according to which companies you want to work for the most because yeah. then it will really show um, and you might have a top four three or four and then you might have a second tier of another three or four that you're going to apply to and, and put a little bit less time into and um, you might want to just prioritize because I think if you really do put in that bit of extra effort for a smaller number of companies that you really want to work for it will pay off yeah <laughs> so our friendship we are mind readers because I was going to say exactly what Jess just said about referencing the webinar and everything else as part, as part of your applications so we've, we've Sorry, yeah. fine, love. Um, Mel, I'm just a bit conscious of time and I really want to get back to the grads, but I really want to just touch upon quickly um, about the, I know it just flies, about the application process. So can you just give me like a bullet point, what would the student, student would expect um, during the application process? Yeah, so um, when you first submit your application, you do that through our system and fill in uh, an application form, which allows you to give a bit more information about yourself, your experience and skills to date, but then also about your interests. So we will list some of the areas within WSP that you could work in. You might have seen a specific advert, so you might already, as you said, there are 11 different ones on the hub at the moment. So you might be saying, I've seen that advert, therefore I'm going to select that area of the business in the drop down. Mm -hmm. um, so you, we use that to then match your preferences in terms of disciplines, 
locations and, and your skills and experience. And then if you are successfully shortlisted and matched to roles in that first stage, you'll be invited to a game-based assessment. Mm-hmm. That's based on a, a profile created working with existing WSP graduates. So although it comes across in a game-based format, um, you should still take that assessment seriously. It's designed to measure behavioural skills and match those to the traits that are successful at WSP. And then if you're successfully shortlisted from that, we would invite you to a final stage, either assessment centre or interview. In a few very rare cases, you might need an additional follow-up interview to meet the right people or team. But usually that assessment centre or interview would be the final stage. And how long does the whole process take from start to finish? It really varies with the different areas of the business. So we'll have some very niche um, roles where they might recruit very quickly because there's only a few applicants for them in other areas of the business. Um, Julia mentioned within Bridges, we've got quite a large intake of of graduates. So we might run more than one assessment centre. We usually say um, that we would like to wrap up all of our processes within all of the the kind of application stages and everything within around three to four months of somebody applying at the very early stages um Mm. but it can take longer than that so it really really does it's not a direct definitive answer because it really does vary on the parts of the business that people are applying for no that's fine mel thank you very much gesture to go into future yeah future mystic meg do you remember mystic meg I do. Yeah, she used to be on the lottery program. Yeah. Oh, we're showing our age. She, she tries to make predictions about who was going to win the lottery. Just thinking, Miss Meg, about your futures. Um. Yes, I'd love to talk about future. What? I, what is the future plans? I always like the thought of having a five-year plan. We never expected <laughs> what was going to happen last year, did we? That's all a bit of a shock, wasn't it? Um. But yeah, if if you could have a five-year plan, George, I'm going to come to you again first. If you could tell me yeah. either your future plans, what what do you think you're going to do after the graduate development program? You know, what what's your plans if you've got any? Bless George. It's Georgina. Yes, yeah, fine. <laughs> Sorry. Do you know, I was thinking of our Georgia. We've got a Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, we've got Georgia. Hi, Georgia. George is watching now. So hi, Georgia. George or Georgia, I respond to, so it's fine. Um, No, it's fine. One of the main things, I think Ruben might have mentioned it a little bit earlier, but we're all, you're given a mentor, like someone in your team, but then you also get a mentor as part of a chartership. So, yeah. um, Engineering students at uni will be aware of this, but um, you want to become a chartered engineer. So, um, part of WSP, they help you with your application. So, I'm now part of the IMA key so um I've been given like a mentor and we have to submit quarterly reports and help with that so um I'm hoping this become chartered I think it take that takes quite a few years like three four years I think is the average yeah. Yeah. and then um with actual team roles um I'm starting to get more and more involved within the hydrogen side of the oil and gas so um I'm the secretary of the hydrogen working group which is like a, okay. a casual sort of small team that we meet monthly Cool. within um wsp and we chat about what's happening like technology wise and what projects are coming up yeah. and um i'm getting involved in more of those projects which is what wow. i was at uni that's what i wanted so i'm sort of pushing myself towards some projects which is really exciting brilliant and that's then kind of little society that group that you've got then mm-hmm. was that set up because of you or was that already running um, it was already running um one of the sort of lead senior people in our team um they're obviously really into it and it's really important part of yeah. um WSP at the moment because it is the sort of next stage of oil and gas and um it's sort of communicating with each other about how we're gonna win certain bids and how we're gonna sort of weave way into certain projects yeah but, um it's an established thing but I've sort of took over the role from like an 
an older, not a grad engineer anymore, but used to be a grad engineer. Brilliant. And how long have you got left on the programme? Um, I start in September, but um, obviously with sort of staggered uptake this year because of um, COVID and the whole programme is two years, but um, it's quite a smooth transition. Like it won't really, it's not really cut off and then you're gone sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. So you probably stay within that team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I'll be here for, I'll I'll be here for a long time. Perfect. Brilliant. Ruben, coming to you next, future plans? Good question. Um, so the grads had a call the other day as part of uh, like starting up um, with the CEO of WSP UK, the gentleman oh, called Mark Naismith. Mm-hmm. And he started as a grad and he's progressed his way all the way to being CEO, which is obviously very mm-hmm. inspiring. Mm-hmm. So I asked him how he did it. And he basically offered the advice of <laughs> moving around as much as possible, getting as wide an mm-hmm. array of experience as you can in different sectors and yeah. different roles and different, um, just getting all this range of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the plan to end up CEO of WSP UK. And we'll see how nice. it happens. Nice. Uh, maybe a longer than five years. Um, I've made a note to tell Mark, Reuben, that you're a good <laughs> job. Well, we're on first name basis now, me and Mark. <laughs> um, so the short term plan is uh, obviously just to try and get as much experience as possible. I'd really like to yeah. try energy um, just at some point. We'll see if that, that actually happens there. Uh, but yeah. I'm really enjoying track. I've only been here a couple of weeks now, but uh, it's going well. So we'll see what. Amazing. Well, first of all, good luck. Remember us Thank all you. when you are CEO. Yeah, we'll want to you know, It's a good reflection again of WSP, you know, that you can have an experience, all these different industries. You could almost have multiple careers within one business and then, you know, spiral your way up right to the top and be CEO. And yeah. I think again, <laughs> sorry. No, carry on. <laughs> I was going to say as well, you know, again, it's another thought, you know, you, you know, Mel, you mentioned right at the beginning how big WSP is, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, it sounds as though there's almost multiple, like smaller businesses within WSP. So it's like having the benefit of working in a small group, family team, you know, knowing that those eight people in your team, but then having the aspiration and, you know, like what Ruben said, to eventually become the CEO of a, a business with how many people just say that, do you know, that are in the UK that work for WSP? So we've got in, in the UK at the moment around 7,000 people. Wow. So imagine. We got that feeling though, Jess. Do you remember when we did the Insight Day at Birmingham? Yeah. And it was very much, we, we met different um, different groups of people. So I think we met Track and some other ones as well. And you did mm-hmm. really get that feeling that it was like little families. Um, but, you yeah. know, USP Birmingham, there was lots of people there, I, I remember. Um, but there was like little teams of people who were around, um, like, I suppose, like the desk units or whatever. So it was definitely um, a very friendly feel. And the work, your, your work environments are gorgeous. Oh, I know, yeah. When we walked in, it was amazing. Wasn't What's it? it called? Pil- pillar box, post box. No, the mailbox. So it's in Mail the mailbox. Box. In Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, there's all the shops there, isn't right. it? On the way up as well. Yeah. yeah. Can you remember when we first walked in, the lady, the lady on reception was a bit like, are you all right? Can I help you? Like, hiya. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Dragged Jess out of the shops. It's like, we're working. Come on, get up there. <laughs> um sorry I'm being silly um Abigail coming to you um future plans yes so um just off the back of what Ruben said actually so I I, I said earlier how I started in January so before that I was actually a part of rail um so I might beat you there Ruben um (laughs) but um 
So I did start in September 2019 and I was in Royal for about a year and a couple of months before I started in building services. So I am trying to get that experience from all over well, as much as I can. Mm. Um, I just want, I wanted to do something new and I did. I took the punch and I did it. Um, so five years time, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. So I'm ho- yeah. hopefully I'll be chartered, as Georgina said, um, yeah. in five years. And, and I know Douglas can do a really good job in pushing in a good way uh, to get us chartered. Um, so just just a small advice for anyone who is looking to be chartered or even just thinking about it get into the company um, and they'll do more than enough to help you get there because I, I know that with smaller companies it's a bit harder um, and because of funds and all sorts of different um, things and all the resources are there for, um, for us to get chartered um, and I'm hoping to be obviously in a more senior role and hopefully working in the healthcare side of um, WSP maybe still buildings so looking at hospitals children hospitals uh, medical institutions um, uh-huh. more and it's very niche but that's what I'm interested in and that's what I hope to get into so that's kind of your, your goal your future plan really to get into that yeah plan. yeah and sorry we're all nodding but just to double check are we all on plan to work towards being chartered is that is the plan for everyone fantastic brilliant good stuff uh, Julia coming to you next five-year plan if there is one five-year plan would be just like pretty much for everyone to also get chartered but yeah. I would like to be able to contribute um, to projects and to the local community or perhaps whoever uh, with my knowledge and um, project management skills maybe even yeah. Um, yeah. we'll see what comes into it but I definitely expand my knowledge a lot and diversify it like people said before so yeah work in different groups and things like that <laughs> have you got a, a goal ultimately you know do you want to fight Ruben to be CEO or <laughs> I mean we can share I think we can <laughs> share <laughs> I like it I like it <laughs> and Adam how about you yeah so um similar to what people have said I want to get a kind of diverse range of experiences yeah of you know joined from uni but would like you know don't know a specific area of transport planning where I'm like, yes, this is where I want to spend the rest of my career. Okay. Um, so, you know, what are experiences? I'm interested in um, the future of mobility, which is a kind of emerging um, sector associated with, with transport planning. Um, and then I'm kind of in a slightly different position where I could go for chartership as an engineer or as a transport planner. Okay. Um, and so I need to vaguely make a decision about which of those kind of two forks I'd like to go down and then right. once I've done that you know work towards work towards that what's the time frame on you making that decision well I mean it's just there's no I can take as long as I like but it will just delay that you're going to be chatting you'd be yeah you're taking longer yeah. to get chatted I guess is it the yeah. same roughly the same period to be the doing the transport side to is to the engineering side or yeah I believe so you know okay. three four five years that kind of time frame yeah okay decisions to be made then watch this space all very exciting futures ahead of you guys it's nice to you know be what we should do is organize this in five years time or you know 10 years time and see where we all are shouldn't we? be interested to do that but no thank you very much and I appreciate you letting us in, letting us in and giving us an insight 
Yeah, so thanks, guys, and good luck for all your projects moving forward and in the future. Um, Mel, I want to come back to you and ask about the benefits of WSP. So I know you probably don't want me to say this, actually, but when we had our catch-up call the other day, Mel was looking very sweaty because she'd just been to the gym on the WSP hour. Um, So explain about what the WSP hour is and what are the other key benefits that students might want to know about. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I'll start with the basics. Um, like many organisations, I'm sure you'll see this, we always say that we've got a comprehensive benefits package. We, we do. That includes, um, I mean, the good news for everybody on this call is that includes a, a bonus for gaining professional qualifications. So um, when they all do get their chartership that's in their plan, they'll all have uh, a nice extra payment in that, that month. Um, <laughs> but we also have things like discounted gym memberships. You mentioned the gym there. That's made me think of that one. Uh, case <laughs> cards and that kind of thing through flexible benefits. Um, we've also got a really well-developed well-being program in place so we have uh, an online well-being assessment that employees can take to see how they're doing and that's supported by various activities that that make sure that our people are taking care of themselves mm-hmm. um, and during lockdown last year in March that program provided access to free instructor live online fitness program so um, albeit I had been to the actual gym when you spoke to me <laughs> I think last week um, prior to that last kind of March and last spring I was doing home fitness uh, on, yeah. on um, that WSV had covered um, and you mentioned there about to be about the new process with my hour which um we've all been encouraged recently to flex our working day and, and again just make sure we take care of ourselves yeah. um i think the biggest thing for me really with that was that it was really helpful during the winter months because mm-hmm. we were all working from home during a lockdown we were starting work in the dark we were finishing work in the dark and what the wsp hour allowed us to do was to take an hour out of the day in addition to lunchtime so everybody has their standard lunchtime this is on top of that um to um use however would suit them best however to support them um and then that time can be made up at a time to suit um personally I I always give my own example of that I was really grateful for that I've got dog and that allowed me to go and walk my dog in the park during the daytime which is something that I can't do on my own at night um so um and the other thing that um Julia made me think of as well when you were talking about contributing to society and so on is that um uh, the other benefit that many of our employees take advantage of is is two days of paid volunteering time um Mm -hmm. so our people don't donate thousands of hours in volunteering time every year to support local initiatives and, and to raise money for good causes um, and we also have WSP foundation as well and that quite often backs up some of that personal individual effort with um, charity donations and um, in 2020 we donated over £90,000 to charity through that to, to organisations linked to our employees so quite a wide range of, of some of the benefits that fall outside of maybe just talking about day-to-day roles as well and um, and the other thing that um, certainly might be interesting in the future is that we've also got um, some really good links with humanitarian organisations and disaster relief as well so that there are some great causes that engineering skills can be put forward to with organisations like Red R for example so um yeah lots of lots of extra and there's all sorts and that that's I know we're tight on time so that's a very condensed version but there's there's all sorts on top of just the benefits of the projects and the day-to-day that that we offer as well yeah well me and Mel will get together afterwards and put down that comprehensive um list and add it to the WSP hub on Gradcracker and it sounds like WSP really encourages well-being and obviously a variety of different projects and, and jobs that you do so thank you all for sharing those with us today it's been brilliant it's been really insightful 
well very interesting and I'm hoping that everybody who's watching this webinar will be inspired to go and either apply to the opportunities that WSP has live on the Grad Cracker Hub now um, or follow them and then be alerted to when they do open their opportunities in the autumn. So thanks guys for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, don't forget that, I say this every week, but don't forget that WSP webinar will be live on their hub and in the Career Centre tomorrow. And we'll break it up into bite-sized chunks that Jess mentioned earlier on in the webinar and they should be live next week. So next week, we are joined by Mitsubishi Chemical, who also was um, formerly known as, as Lucite, which I much prefer that name to Mitsubishi, because um, it's far more complicated to say. Um, but they are the world's largest chemical producers, supplying a wide range of sectors from automotive and electronics to medical and sport. But for now, thank you to BSP for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And everybody else, we will see you next week. Thank see you, everyone. Soon. See you later. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.